popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com and Underdog Fantasy. I'm former player and current Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey, and his younger brother, fellow Fantasy Guides contributor and local Denver comedian, Casey Rippey. We're recording this on Monday night, January 23rd, and we've kind of started our off-season schedule now. We're back to one podcast a week. We we record these on Monday nights and then get them out to you either late Monday or early Tuesday. And we're going to stick with the same format we had last week where we kind of recap the playoff games. Uh, This week is the divisional round. Some interesting things to talk about for sure. And then each of us will go into a dynasty buy and sell. Uh, Players that we want to buy in dynasty or sell. And then we're going to end this week's episode with previewing rookie running backs. And we're going to we're going to have special guest Andrew Toysher call in to talk to us a little bit about running backs. I don't know that Steven trusts my rookie analysis anymore. He's he's starting to (laughs) sub it out to uh, additional Fantasy Guides members. Is that is that about right, Steven? Uh, Listen, we have multiple people on the extensive Fantasy Guides staff (laughs) that have been researching rookies and, you know, just like to get a, a couple other angles, you know, I, as great as you are, Jesse, and you are very good, you know, maybe there's something you miss that somebody else could pick mm-hmm. up, you know, that's all mm-hmm. we're doing. It's, it's for the consumer, not for, <laughs> for you, Jesse. It's, it's for our consumers. I, I get it. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not butthurt at all. Casey, if, if he brings in some guy <laughs> to start telling uh, dick jokes, then I'd be worried. Okay. Uh, to be honest, Steven, if you could find a guy to bring in some dick jokes, that would be great. My, my plate's pretty full. <laughs> yeah, or just any jokes. I, I hey, like we've heard any of them. See, the shots have been fired all over the place. Warning signs. Our, our salary's getting too steep around here, Casey. We're, <laughs> yeah. Better start pulling our weight. All right. Well, we're going to jump mm-hmm. into the divisional round here. Um, I'm trying to remember which was the first. I think the first was the first game of the weekend. The uh, Eagles Giants. No, it was the oh, Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs Jaguars. Jag- Eagles Giants was later game. that night. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go in uh, chronological order then. So uh, Chiefs and Jags. What were your takeaways from that game, Stephen? Um, that uh, we almost saw the Chiefs lose. They almost lost to the Jaguars. Mahomes, he's got he got that high ankle sprain and. I, every time this happens, it happened a few years ago with Baker Mayfield. Um, Chad Henney comes in and has this amazing series <laughs> to like save the game, which is exactly what happened. He went, what, like 98 yards or something, drove down the field through the touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, which I I need to look it up. I think I mentally recorded Kelsey with 61 receptions against the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. I, yep, was it 60 or I it was right down sixty one. I wrote down sixty one and a half, but I think that seems impossible. <laughs> but uh, no, they could not stop him. I know Travis Kelsey's amazing, but do, do teams even try to double team him? Do they ever try? Because it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's always wide open. And I know part of that has to do with Mahomes being able to make plays, but I don't know, Jesse. Did you see much of this game? Because they had no answers for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? I remember I went to a Broncos playoff game um, against the Patriots back. Actually, no, it wasn't. I wouldn't go oh, to yeah. a playoff game. Nobody would ever give me playoff tickets. This was a regular. <laughs> let, hold on. Let me amend my statement here. This is a regular yeah. season Broncos game where they played the Patriots. And I'm in, you know, section 395. 
just just mm-hmm. you know, the mile high. The one where you can yeah. where you can look over the other side and see the yeah, parking exactly. lot. Exactly. Like like there's the purple <laughs> row of seats at, at exactly a mile high. I was well above those for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember screaming from wherever I was up in the nosebleeds. Double team Gronkowski, like do yeah. something like they just. Yeah. And and those guys when they're in their prime like that cuz that's how Gronk was too. I just remember being like what do you even do? You know, if you put a linebacker on him, he runs away from a linebacker. If you put a safety on him, he just bodies him up and and that's 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 the thing about these freak tight ends and and you know, Brock Bowers from Georgia, we got one coming up and Michael Mayer this year in this year's draft class um are both those yeah. kind of freakish tight ends that they are important, you know. They can make a big difference and yeah, I got to see. I was at a. I was at a having dinner with my wife and had the game on kind of in the background. But the it was it was the big uh, would would Mahomes come back out at halftime and everything else and yeah and then I don't know he just kind of held on right even even limping yeah. around. Um, boy, I don't know. We'll see how that high ankle sprain does. No, generally speaking, high ankle sprain and playing the next week. That, it's longer than a not, week yeah. for for that type I, of I don't injury. Even, yeah, and generally, that is not how that goes. It also feels way worse. Like today, he probably feels in like ten times more pain than he did during right. the game. Uh, from my experience, um, well, I'm looking it up right now. It was actually 14 receptions, <laughs> so I was a little bit high on my estimate. But sh- I, I have I got to call the stat uh, the stat people out. There's no way he only had 98 receiving yards. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I saw it like 14 catches. There's got to be an error in there somewhere. But no, they had no answers for him. And then, unfortunately for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence just kept making turnovers. Um, but it wasn't all his fault. That last interception he threw. <laughs> so, Jesse, I ha- I've got I have something I have to admit to you, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit oh, it. Boy. This is a, a decade late. This is like something I, I I've held from you for a long time, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you now. It's a secret I've I've hold I've held for a long time. Well, the I don't know if it was the safety or the corner. I think it was the safety. Comes down in the box, and he's hovering right over the guard, like like he's going to blitz. The guard goes, and there's no halfback, the ETN or whoever wasn't there to help with pr- pass protection. The center goes and starts helping. The or sorry, the the right guard starts to help the center in pass mm. protection, and the safety just comes right through to Trevor Lawrence. He he has a nanosecond to throw the football. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, he throws it, gets picked off because he has no time to like make a read. That is what we call a nano blitz. <laughs> now, Jesse, back in our NCAA uh-huh. days when you and I used to play against each other, uh, much like in fantasy football, I would try to find an edge, <laughs> and I remember finding a Madden uh, website, a little underground Madden website mm. where you could find <laughs> cheats, little cheat Gosh. codes. And uh, there was this nano blitz where you could take the safety or middle linebacker. You may be, you may remember this and I would get right near the line of scrimmage <laughs> and you would snap the ball and you'd have no time to even like make a decision and you'd get sacked. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a glitch. So what I would do is I would, take my guy and I would change his coverage to a blitz, mm. but I wouldn't actually blitz, but the, the computer didn't know how to figure it out. So the guard would just sit there looking at me <laughs> like you're blitzing. I know you're blitzing, but I wouldn't, I just hover back in pass mm-hmm. protection. 
but he wasn't, he'd never block anybody. And then you'd get sacked every time. So essentially that's what happened to Trevor Lawrence yesterday. And he threw that basically game ending pick, uh, which cost them the game. So uh, bad news for the Jags. And uh, sorry to bring this up so much later, mm. but thanks Steven, for some of those championships. This is, this is why you don't have any friends. <laughs> you, you manipulate how the game's supposed to be. And you pass it off as I'm just, you know, I just do the extra work. It's cheating. Well, everybody knows it. You can't take away my 2012 uh, Cal <laughs> yep. uh, championship <laughs> banner that I got with Keenan Allen on the I, roster. I you think know. he had, he had was, an outside linebacker that I think had 46 sacks that season. Or no, something. I think it was a defensive tackle. Is, is that what it, it was? I, I know it was. He broke the record, you know, so the. Yeah, so I don't so, want to be. Uh, yeah. I don't want to sound t- too nerdy here, but I could find it if I went and found a spreadsheet because I, <laughs> I write all that stuff down for. Oh, don't worry, you don't sound too yeah. nerdy. Yeah, Not exactly. at all. So I could go find the exact number, but I don't know if it's ever mm-hmm. been broken. It's it was some defensive yeah. lineman or outside linebacker from Cal, and uh, yeah, for, it was forty sacks, forty six sacks, or something insane. Stephen. You know, or you remember how Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away? <laughs> this, I think, <laughs> yes. think this, you've spilled uh, the beans. I think we need to take that banner back. No, but the difference is, is he denied it. You guys never accused me of anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew Casey, come uh, on. I knew he was doing work in the, uh, the we call it labbing. That's, that's what the hey, old man used yeah. to call it labbing, right? We found that somewhere along the ways where you just sit there and run the same thing over and over again until you find a little bit of an edge. But yeah, I if you're not cheating, you're not trying is how my dad taught me. So, you know, I would I was counteracting Steven's nano blitz by figuring out what to run against the nano blitz and just going and laughing against that. So it, it it ended up being hours and hours of fun for both of us, Casey. So I'm I'm yeah. not too worried about it. Well and don't even try to act like you and Randy, your dad, didn't have your own little offensive nano. Right tricks up your sleeve as well uh, i did i would feel guilty sometimes when i'd be playing like you or your dad or um oh what was your other buddy's name uh that would play um blank oh, and dj right now dj yeah and it would say connection to your opponent lost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after the like 10th sack uh, in the first yeah. half then i'd go uh, maybe i should right. uh, pull back on where this. are we at where are we at with this what? 1998 Randy Moss is your quarterback in Madden. Cheating or not cheating? Oh, well, I, again, for the, the the time when the game was created, if you played with, if the game allowed you to, you know, put Randy Moss in at quarterback, that's and he could throw it just as well as uh, Dante Culpepper. Hey, I, I don't see anything against Casey. It. Wasn't a wasn't it AB? It was one of your AB stories, I think, where it was about AB talking about Tom Brady. He manipulate the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> yep. That yep. Exactly. I, this actually reminds me of 98 NFL game day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played that mm-hmm. one, but it had Terrell Davis on the cover, so I had to play it. I played against a kid who didn't watch football, let alone play it, and he would pick fake punt <laughs> every yeah. play and just throw it up, and it would be a catch for a touchdown every yeah. single time. The fact that you couldn't stop it, Case, says more about you than it does <laughs> well, this random you had player. To pick, you had to pick punt return if he picked punt. Oh, man. Even oh. if you picked punt coverage, Case, it was still... I, no, but I never played college or whatever NFL game day. Nobody <laughs> played that game. Um, anyway, let's get back to the game real quick. Uh, what I'll say in closing about this game is the Chiefs, 
they'll probably be fine when Travis Kelsey retires, but they might not be either because that guy is just amazing. And then on the Jaguar side of the ball, I really like the weapons Trevor Lawrence has. Like Evan Ingram, he's looked good all season. Uh, Christian Kirk's looked good since he came over from Arizona. And even Zay Jones, like this guy was has never been that good and this year he's been amazing and i if they can keep that whole crew together i know ingram's on a one-year deal i assume he's going to want to resign there i I imagine both sides are going to want to have him stay in jacksonville but i don't know and then travis Etienne at running back i'm really excited about that offense moving forward yeah and the team I, i am too i think they look really good uh all right moving on the next one was the the eagles just kind of smashing on the Giants. And I I missed a lot of that game. I was watching a movie with my wife. It was a date night. So see, this is, see how it was like dinner mm-hmm. and a movie. So I'm trying to catch things. And uh, uh, Glass Onion, great movie on Netflix. This game, I saw this that. game, not a great yep. game to watch, I don't think. I think it was just kind of Eagles <laughs> all the way, right, Stephen? And the Eagles did not buy the Giants dinner. No. I no. can tell you that much. This was not a, a good date for the Giants. Uh Eagles look good. They look good all season. I've questioned a little bit the opponents as they have had such an easy schedule. But, I mean, the Giants, they, they've been good this season, and they took it to them. This game never even had a chance. I also did not watch that much of this one. Watch most of the – I had it on the iPad a little bit and on my phone, but we were also watching movies and stuff with the kids and playing some Mario. So I was checking in on it, but didn't miss a whole lot. Um Eagles, they're they're a, they're a force, <laughs> that's for sure. And Daniel Jones and the Giants just were not ready. They they were not ready for this game. Um, not a whole lot of takeaways other than Jalen Hurts. He, he's looking almost MVP level. He's been this good all season, and they just don't look like they have any holes. You know, the offensive line's amazing. The defense is good, and um, yeah, I'm. We'll maybe talk about our picks right after this, but. It's going to be hard for me to picture even the 49ers being able to beat them. Yeah. The uh, Bills and Bengals game, that one interesting game, um, turn, turned it on and went, ooh, it's it's not nice in Buffalo right now. The weather wasn't good. You kind of wondered how that would affect, you know, small hands Joe Burrow and small hands don't care. Mm-hmm. He just worked <laughs> the Bills. And my big takeaway, I don't want to jump into your analysis, but it's jump over it, but it's Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in football and it's like he may be the best quarterback in football i just think he he has whatever (laughs) it is and i think that Mm -hmm. he just sees things before other guys see them and you know that kind of thing i think that's kind of where hertz has gotten as well the very cerebral players and then you have all that athleticism to go with it to be able to make the plays but man he just looks to be a step ahead of everybody and uh i just love the uh how pissed off they got that everybody was all excited. I mean, we even said it on the podcast last week, you know, well, it'd be cool to see this neutral site NFC. Get. And, mm-hmm. and so everybody just passed them over and uh, yeah, they looked, they looked like they, they took that to heart and just went out there and kind of blasted the bills. Yeah, this was a, this was a fun one for Casey and I, uh, Jesse, you're familiar with me and my sorrows and could not get the game on my TV. <laughs> Could not get it to work without constantly having the picture cut in and out. Like it was, it was like black and then it would be on. And then the sound you couldn't. So Casey and I watched it from an iPad, which is probably the worst way to watch a football game. I, I oh, have to together? say myself. You guys were together for that one? 
Yeah, we had taken the kids sledding over mm. by my house. There's a big hill that we took okay. them took them on, and then we watched the game afterwards. Very, we had to sit right next to each other. You know, <laughs> yeah, kneel over. We got to share a blanket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kneel right over the coffee table. But um, yeah, no. From from what I could see from the tiny little pixels, uh, Joe Burrow did look really good. And uh, we had talked about this last week. How I was saying that the Bills have just they just keep kind of looking worse and worse. It seems like. Uh, as the season has gone on, they looked like a juggernaut at the beginning of the year, but like every week it looked like it felt like a little bit of the air was getting sucked out of the balloon and they just didn't look like they matched up very well versus the Bengals. And I still, I'm going to say, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Uh, but I used to think Josh Allen was probably the second to your point. I think Joe Burrow might be, might've surpassed Josh Allen right yeah. now. Um, as far as the second best quarterback in the NFL, he, he does just look like he doesn't care what the circumstance is. He doesn't care who he's playing. He's just money. And uh, yeah, they, they look good. They, this game also not quite to the level of the Eagles game, but it never looked like it was in doubt. You know, they just, they had all the answers and that game also looked like it was being, this could, the iPad could have something to do with this, but it looked like a game from like 30 years ago with those snow conditions. You know, mm-hmm. it was, uh, but they, they played well in it and I, Buffalo's more used to those conditions than Cincinnati is. And no, they looked, they looked good. I thought Joe Mixon looked amazing in the game. Yeah. That, I mean, the offensive line and everything else, they, they, uh, I, I think they're just a very complete team. So, you know, the story's going to be Burrow, Burrow versus Mahomes, Mahomes with the high ankle sprain. But having watched, having yeah. watched both those games, it's like, man, I think, I, I think Bengals have more pieces like across the defensive line in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think. And then with, with, with that high ankle sprain on Mahomes, who would you rather have, you know, healthy Joe Burrow or a high ankle yeah. sprain Mahomes? I, I think, I think the uh, chiefs could be in trouble well, let's, here. Let's get to this last game and then we'll, we'll talk about our, our game gotcha. checks. Maybe we'll, we'll make some. All right. 49ers and Cowboys. It was, it was nostalgic, wasn't it? Seeing those uniforms out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I I felt I I have that written down, Jesse. I wrote it down in my notes. Nostalgic <laughs> yep. game. Um, I all the way down just to reminds the, me all the way ch- down to the Cowboys choking. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because in my childhood they were always beating the 49ers. True. So no, it felt like in the '90s growing up that was every championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, was those two teams. So that was that was a fun one to watch. I still think Dak Prescott, man, that guy gets more hate than any quarterback in the NFL. Like and, and the Cowboys that everyone makes fun of them. This is a good 49ers team. They're right, the number 2 right. seed. They're playing at home and the Cowboys were, they almost beat them, you know? It was a really close game. They didn't get blown out and everyone's I don't know if you saw the videos of like Cowboys fans smashing their TVs yesterday. Those are sad and fun to watch. <laughs> um but, but I don't know. I I kind of feel bad for Dallas Cowboy fans cuz uh, it, they were they played a good game. Dak, yeah, he did throw the, the interceptions that probably cost him. But I still think Dak's a great quarterback. I'd take him as my quarterback uh, over what we've got right now. I just think I think it's because it's America's team. They just they get crapped on more than than yeah. Other teams. I think it's 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 the Red Sox, Yankees, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish thing where it's you know either love them or hate them kind of thing. I know I have. You know, I, I have like 15 uncles in Minnesota and every one of them, if you ask them who their favorite team is, they'll say the Vikings and whoever's playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yep. 
Uh, did you see the last play of the game, Jesse? No, but I, I, I actually, I haven't done this in forever, but I had 104.3 The Fan on uh, just our local talk radio because um, we aren't doing as many podcasts, so I have nothing to listen to in the car, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. kind of a little narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I just drive around <laughs> listening to us talk, you know, but uh, yeah, they were, they were describing the whole thing. So when I got home, I had to just watch a replay of it and <laughs> It didn't look like it worked very well, did it? They, they, uh, no. whatever they were going for, <laughs> I think they forgot that in, in flag football, you don't, you, you can like the center is eligible and, um, and then you don't like you also, the defense can't really hold or block because didn't Zeke just get like pancaked <laughs> off of the line? Oh, destroyed. he was trying to snap it well, and then what, just got depleted. <laughs> what's funny was when I first, so I like, I don't know, I, again, iPad iPad game. <laughs> um, so I kind of was watching it while I was like getting, I think I was getting dinner ready and stuff for the kids. And I kind of look over, I've got it on the Island and I'm watching it. And then I'm like, I see that the game's over. I can tell that that was the last play. And then they're showing the replay. And I thought that they somehow like did the thing where they like Photoshopped out the rest of the line. Cause they were trying to show, <laughs> cause they were trying to show like the, like, how the play got broken down. And I was like, that's weird. I don't think I've seen them do that before. Then I realized I'm like, Oh my God, that's Zeke as the yep. center. And I, I, Hey, if that play would have worked, that would have been one of the greatest plays of all time. But it, it felt more like, remember that Colts game a few years ago against the Patriots when the, uh, <laughs> they had, they had a fake punt or something. The Colts had, uh, I think this was Chuck Pagano and they had all the guys run to the sides and they just had the center. And then the punter ran up under center like a QB sneak smashed him. but every single <laughs> every single patriot stayed where they were and they still ran the play and got just like hose they kind of had uh, similar feelings to that yeah. play yeah i agree pat, pat mcafee has brought that one up on his show because he was the punter at the time oh he, was. Guess, he was yeah yeah there's there's a signal what it, it what it is is it, it's you're trying to draw the team off sides mm. and oh, if you get yes. a signal or you're trying to get or you're trying to get 12 men on the field. And if you don't get the signal, you hike it, and hopefully you got him with 12 men on the field. So he didn't get the signal, he hikes it, and because the guy who hiked it had been subbed in mm-hmm. that game, he usually wasn't the snapper. Yeah, so he was not supposed to snap the ball, and then you're, also, and then you're Pat McAfee yeah. with, a, uh, with the football and 10 guys in front of you. <laughs> I forgot that was him. And also... I hope that guy. Listen, I get it that he was subbing in, but there's got to be a common sense denominator in there. Like, like you do the seven guys and just me math, that doesn't end up as a first. Yeah, down. I've seen that. If you mm-hmm. haven't looked it up, you do got to look up him uh, just explaining that play because I think I've seen that too, Casey, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty awesome because he calls it the worst punt fake in NFL history, and he goes into this. Might be the worst yeah, play. Well, in maybe NFL that's even history. what he called it, but yeah. Yeah, the forty. <laughs> well, while you're while you're at it, look up the Randy Johnson fastball with the bird flying in front of it. Just while you're there, you know, because <laughs> that one I I still I just wish we had the slow mo cameras, you know, the HD <laughs> when he he murdered a dove flying across. I mean, I feel bad for the bird, but the just the I don't know. I don't I don't mean to get us on track, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little late for that. Well, and we do got to give credit to the 49ers who played well enough to hold on to win, too. And uh, what do you think of them against the Eagles now? Because I, I do think 
man, these are good teams at this point. You know, usually, usually you can poke some holes in these teams, but just the way that they've looked, the, the Niners and Eagles have looked, the way that the Bengals have looked, the way that the Chiefs have looked, you know, I guess a little bit on the, that high ankle sprain, but who, who are you giving the edge to in these championship games, Steven? Well, Jesse, if I could, could I, could I derail for just one more second? Yeah. <laughs> if I could just derail, he says. <laughs> I just want to know where you stand with Micah Parsons' Axiom helmet because oh. I know there's been a lot of Axiom talk, especially with CEHs, but Micah Parsons, I was telling Casey, I think, I don't know if his is a different version. But I think it looks pretty pretty slick. I don't, I don't know. I think that you're you're it. It's like he's so good that you're you're the you beer think? goggles. You got the beer goggles out. Mm, it's beer goggles. <laughs> beer goggles. You could be onto something yeah, there. I don't, I'm just so good that you, start you know to what? Be like you know, maybe that helmet's okay. I don't. I don't know that it's ever okay. Okay. I'm Steven, gonna write that's, down. That's, I, I'm writing down beer goggles uh, rating. Yep. For there the guides. <laughs> We're going to add that as a metric bar. Yeah. Steven, that's called a uh, Stockholm syndrome. You've been watching him so long. You've grown there accustomed you to him. And now he's, he's just so good. I just wish, you know, he was on our team. That's but. true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we, we did uh, have the opportunity to draft him too, but let's, let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So 49ers and Eagles, I, we keep saying this. I think it just keeps coming down to Brock Purdy because I think that the Eagles will play well. I think Jalen Hurts will still do his thing. But I think these teams, otherwise, other than their, they've got kind of a different style of quarterback, but I think there's a lot of similarities in these rosters. You know, you got A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, both kind of physical wide receivers. Um, Debo, obviously a little more versatile. A.J. Brown, probably a better prototypical wide receiver, but very, very big kind of physical wide receivers. Um and then you got the complimentary pieces. You got Dallas Goddard. You got George Kittle. And then the running game, you know, and the offensive line. I think this is very evenly matched teams. So I think that Brock Purdy's going to have to play the, the game of his short career so far. I do think the 49ers have a chance. I think this will be a, a good game. Um, Casey, you bet the under on the Cowboys game, did you not? I did, yes. I think this could be another one of those games. I could see this being another just the bruising game kind of a you know lower scoring game than than we might expect and i i think i have the eagles slightly winning you know like a field goal maybe like a 17 to 15 17 14 something like that kind of game um but i give them the slight edge but it, it all it all lies with brock purdy i think you know one other thing i i don't want to take us backwards at all but um i'm so <laughs> glad that cowboys kicker made a field goal cuz i was mm-hmm. i was oh, starting God. to be yeah. like it's it's you mean two. I don't right? I don't know what the analogy is, but but uh, watching a guy's career just end right and before your very mm-hmm. eyes because that first kick he did that first extra point it would not have it got blocked but it was not he was not I, making it if it didn't get blocked. Yeah, I said this to Casey. You know when that happened, I said, you know what it used to be. They just kick it, gets blocked. You don't blame the kicker. You're just like, I got blocked. <laughs> this guy can't even get a pass. It's like th- they have the angle down. They're like, no way. This would have been like one of the worst kicks ever. It's like a poor guy. Yeah, I think he was missing <laughs> it again because I was, I was I think you get bailed. That was the most exciting part of that game for me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Every I was time like, what's going to happen now? And they were messing with them before the game. Uh, I just I had to bring that up because it just popped nope. back into my head how it was like, 
my heart actually got going a little bit. I was like, and I told Kelly, I was like, this guy's career is over. Like he, if he misses this field goal, that's actually closer than an extra point. Now that's it for him. And then he, he just drilled it. And I was like, okay, thank God. You don't want to see anybody go down that path. No, I hate those moments. I don't enjoy watching it. It's kind of like, you know, my wife, she's done some for the uh, American Lung Association. She's done some of these speak speaking engagements where she's like speaking in front of a ton of people. And I'm a nervous wreck because I, I know how hard it is to speak in front of like that many people, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen Casey get up on stage and do comedy in front of a bunch of people. And I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I sit there and, I, and I, I have I have that face. Of like, you're holding a smile, but it's a concerned smile. You're just look, you're scanning the room to see are people laughing or do they like what they're saying. That's me watching him try to kick these field goals. Yeah. I'm nervous yeah. for him. I feel for him. I'm just like, please I, go in. Thanks for that uh, endorsement, Stephen. I got two shows coming up this month. If you guys want to have uncomfortable faces watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so it's only because I want you to do really well, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I sure think your analysis of San Fran and Philly's right on. Um, I There's some kind of stat out there that I don't have the correct stat, which, you know, makes it really good for a podcast. But uh, I think it's something. <laughs> stats, uh, I think they're subjective, there's a stat. right? Uh, I think it's, it's like the opinion. last, I think it's the last four or five rookie quarterbacks that have started a AFC or NFC championship game are zero and four or zero and five. Mm. So it it's yeah. I this maybe this is where the the Cinderella story kind of runs out. You know, um, I think everybody's yeah. been waiting to anoint him, and and they've just been you know forgetting about Trey Lance, and they're moving on and pedestaling him as the next big thing. And and uh, it's a real good team he's playing. So I, I think your analysis is spot on. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bengals and Chiefs. What do you got there, Stephen? I think the Bengals are going to yeah. take it. I think that we've seen them. What they beat the Chiefs twice. Did they play the Chiefs this year? I'm blanking now. If they played them this year, he is just just an FYI. He's three and zero against Mahomes. That's what I was going to say because they they beat him this year and then they beat him twice last year. Uh, and I think it's going to be four in a row only because of Mahomes' ankle. If Mahomes was a hundred percent, I think Mahomes is he's he's a gamer. I think he'd be like, yeah, listen, you ain't beat me beat me the fourth time. And he could still do that, but uh, listen, I've had high ankle sprains playing basketball. A week does not fix a right. high ankle sprain. So part of Mahomes' ability is his moving around, making plays. I think he's going to be limited doing that. And just the Cincinnati just looks really good right now. Um, whereas the Chiefs, I mean, they I, they kind of squeaked it out versus Jacksonville. So yeah, I like. I like Cincinnati in this one. It's Casey's jinx. He's he's got the, the all these bets on the Chiefs, and I'm seeing it more as like chopping down a tree, right? Like he's not he's not going to completely <laughs> take him out with like one bet, but it's like he like hurt Mahomes' ankle, right? He made him have a yep, much did, much yeah. more difficult game against the Jags than we thought. He's just been chopping away with the jinx, and yeah, I, dude, I'd be scared if I was the Chief, like. Joe Burrow seems so unfazed <laughs> by these types of situations. Mm-hmm. Anybody else going into Arrowhead Stadium, it's like, oh, home field advantage, everything else. But he, it looked like Joe Burrow was like, no, this is my snowy Buffalo Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Bengals in that game. One thing I forgot to bring up, and I apologize for not bringing it up when they we were talking about the Bills and the Bengals. I think that the Bengals missed an opportunity to wear the white helmets in that snow. <laughs> there you game. go. There you go. You know? 
like it was a snow game. They've got the the what is it the the uh, what's that what's that tiger called? Case. Well, there's a Siberian tiger, which isn't them. There's also the white mm, bangle, yeah. um, yep, which white is another bangle. species. Um, I'm just going to assume they're in snowy areas, mm. and they show those helmets. <laughs> but no, I like I like it to be a bang, uh, Bengals Eagle Super Bowl. That's my that's my picks. All right, sweet. Let's move on to our dynasty buy and sell. Uh, last week we started with Casey and then moved up. You want to do that again, Stephen? Yeah, go ahead, Case. Oh, quit starting with me, would you? <laughs> well, we like to start. Ah. We get warmed up by ripping apart your horrible takes, <laughs> and then it gets us warmed up for our takes. All right. Well, uh, a buy for me. This is going to sound very oh, homer. God, he's either on your roster or what? A Bronco. It's uh, uh, no, no, it's not a Bronco. It's Christian Watson who is on. Oh, my that's uh, that's fine. I'll allow it. I I see most people ranking like what is it four or five wide receivers in this rookie class ahead of him, and I just did some I wide see- receiver rankings. Case it feels like you're pointing at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was six or seven in that post. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't see him. I see him as becoming this alpha in that offense. Um, we saw it down the stretch, just how dynamic he was and how much they they liked using him. Um, now he did have a lot of TDs, so there's bound to be some regression there. But he also missed like the first half of the season, at least half of the season, about. Um, so I think definitely he's my buy candidate off of that roster. Aren't you a little bit concerned about Aaron Rodgers and what what it'll look like without Rodgers? Or do you think that um, it doesn't matter? You think he'll still be good? Uh, I do have some concern. I, I look at the game now, of course, tiny sample size. But when Jordan Love came in, first thing he did was throw a, about a 60-yard touchdown to Christian Watson. And he looked lights out in that game. Um, so I, I don't know that there'll be a huge drop off. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great season this year. Yeah. Um, so if you have a quarterback that has that type of season, I think, I think he's just as good. I think if I knew Aaron Rodgers was playing three more seasons, even two more seasons, I'd be more excited about him. But it's that if Aaron Rodgers retires after this season, I'm I'm a lot less excited. The reason I'm I'm agreeing with Casey is because I think you get him at better value than you got him, or or whoever got him, right? You can yeah. you can yeah. you could buy him at a discount at this point, um, just because he he went, I'm guessing pretty pretty dang high in rookie drafts, right? <clears throat> so I think yeah, I think did. that that's where I think that's where Casey could be onto something. All right, cool, I like it. My buy, um, already mentioned his name and, and I've been peppering you guys with text messages of my new favorite wide receiver in the league, which I can't believe I'm saying this cause I never liked the guy, but Christian Kirk for the Jags. Um, one mm. of the things that I really look for in, in quarterback wide receiver relationships is when it's crunch time. And I I'm sure again, there's statistics that I can't point to, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find crunch time yeah. as one of the stats. Well, no, no it's gonna be, I'm not well, seeing it. You probably know the metric, Stephen, but it's on third down. Da- it's it's third downs and touchdowns. It's the Chris Carter thing. You know, it's it's. Are you talking about his swagger? Is that rating? what it is? It's a swagger. Rating? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think that it's just when when the game's on the line, Trevor Lawrence is looking at Christian Kirk, and he he yeah. just how much he went to him over the course of these last because they because they kind of had like three playoff games because they had to win that last game. And 
he, man, he was just getting peppered with targets that entire time. And it was always really important moments in the game. It was red zone targets. It was third down targets. And so I just think that there's really a relationship being built there. And um, I think it's still a guy that's kind of being overlooked by some people. So especially if you didn't watch those Jags games down the stretch. So I think you could get Christian Kirk at a great value. I like that one. You know, he's kind of gives me a, a, like a similar vibe to is Tyler Lockett. Like Tyler Lockett kind of had a slower start to his career. A lot of that was injury related, but then he turned, you know, once he was around 26, he was just perpetually like every year. And I'm, I was guilty of it. Like he was hard to get excited Mm -hmm. about, you know, he was hard to rank high. And then every year he's putting in wide receiver one seasons. And I think that could be Christian Kirk. I think he's not, he's not this sexy prospect that people are like oh i gotta i I gotta have him on my team if you had him last year you were very happy with those results but i could see a lot of dynasty people being like all right i'm gonna try to sell him after that high and i think you're right i think he could have another four or five seasons being that borderline i think he could have some wide receiver one seasons i think he's still more of a wide receiver too but but i like that one i think he's a solid wide receiver for the next at least five seasons all right who you got steven okay mine's Mine's probably going to be a little more controversial, but I think the cheapest you can ever get this player is right now. His price is going to just start to creep up starting right now. Uh, but it's Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I think and it's not saying it's, it's not me saying, Oh, just wait. He's going to be Travis Kelsey next year. I'm not even saying that, but what I'm saying is people, they do not like this guy in fantasy. <laughs> he ruined their season. <laughs> There's, a lot of people are like, I will take whatever I can get for him. I'll bet you could trade, you know, you could possibly in some leagues where people are just, just so distraught over him during your draft, probably trade a third round pick and get him. I would not be shocked if that happened in some leagues, probably not, but I definitely think you get a, get him for a second round pick. And I think he's worth it at that price. He put up a thousand yard season, his rookie year. He's only the second tight end to ever do that. Um, I don't think Arthur Smith's going to be long in his position at Atlanta. I think this offense, they drafted the wrong players for the type of offense they're running. The quarterback situation stinks. Um, you might have to wait a couple years, but he's 22 years old. He's so young. He's 10 years younger than Travis Kelsey. He's five years younger than Mark Andrews. And I think he's got the talent to still be a top five tight end. And I think once he reaches that point, it might take a year or two. Um, I think he's going to be there for a long time. So Kyle Pitts is a guy that I think this is the cheapest you could ever get him. And I, I think I'd go for it. Casey, you you had a, a whole series called Tales from the Pits. So <laughs> tell, tell me about your analysis of that one. I would agree. He's actually a player I'm looking to buy. Um, just you don't find a team that stays this course so arthur smith if he stays this course next year they won't get a lot of wins they may win the division because it's a horrible division but he's going to continue to get like a you know 500 season at or above um and that doesn't keep your coaching job in this league so either he changes and starts throwing the ball or you get a new coach in there and then new coach will utilize the tools that they have. I think that's a, a good right, take. Cool. Well, and Jesse, isn't, isn't there a chance we could see Atlanta getting a quarterback in this draft? Well, I, I think we're in a day and time where if you don't have a guy, 
and and then you which they don't <laughs> yeah and and if you're not convinced that Desmond Ritter is the guy moving forward don't you you have to do something right there's just well, I guess you could go get Derek Carr but you know it's we're kind of seeing now that the uh the new way of winning if you look at these four teams in the Super Bowl the Brock Purdy thing is is kind of weird but the other guys found a franchise quarterback that was a difference maker at that position and so if you don't feel like Desmond Ritter is that guy and, you know, they're not stuck like we are with Russell Wilson with millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. in contracts. <laughs> you know, he's still cheap right now. So, yeah, I don't know. Go out and get some contract. Go out and get him some competition. Um, well, I Where are you seeing where are you seeing CJ Stroud mocked? CJ, I, the, the, I've been seeing CJ Stroud going to the um, Raiders at seven. No, before that. Uh, well, I've been seeing him go to the Colts, but we all think that the Colts are probably going to trade up, right? Like the, Col- the Colts might go up to one. So, it, you know, in that case, then I think the Texans would take him. So I don't know if CJ Stroud's going to make it past four. Yeah, um, so, okay. but I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that love Levis and and guys that love Anthony. The Anthony Richardson, Richardson thing would be very on brand. Just add another... Big, tall, fast quarterback that has accuracy issues. Just how many of those could they have on one roster? Um, I don't know. I don't know about the first. I'm guessing what they will probably do is is take a flyer on one of these, you know, second, third round guys, and um, so that you're not having to throw everything into that. Because I don't think they're going to be able to get. Well, I mean, we've already talked about quarterbacks, so you know how I feel. I feel like it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are your two opportunities Mm -hmm. for these guys yeah. that could take you deep into the playoffs kind of big time quarterbacks. I think it drops off significantly after that. So, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If you don't believe in Desmond Ritter, then I think you're kind of obligated to, to at least get something, at least get him some competition for next year. Well, and regardless, he's 22 years old. Like there's rookies coming in this year. They're going to be a lot of rookies. that will be older than Kyle Pitts is. So you have a lot of time for the the Falcons to figure it out. And it's not to say that means he's just going to have horrible seasons next year. He could be a tight end one next year. He could be a top five tight end next year. So yeah, I, I, go get him. That's my All advice. right, Casey, who's your sell? Uh, my sell, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, Ramondre okay. Stevenson. Um, I'm going to sell him because he's in Belichick's system and it's not sustainable for a running back outside of James White. Um, to keep that position where that running back consistently scores a lot of points. Um, he had the benefit of having a running back that Belichick, Belichick trusts get hurt in the middle of the season to where he saw his volume increase. Belichick's going to have, in my opinion, another running back he trusts next season. And so he's going to have, he's just not going to have that volume that he had this year. And also he's bound to have some TD regression too. What do you think, Stephen? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. He's a fourth round pick, which isn't great draft capital. It is the Belichick system. He just had where did he finish this year? He was uh RB seven or something like that. RB nine, RB thirteen in points per game. I don't think he can continue to be that high. So if you can get anything close to like RB one value for him, I would make that move. Um because I, I don't see, a, a, like to Casey's point, I think he's he could be like a James White where he gets you some good seasons here or there, but he's not going to be RB1 material year in and year out. 
All right. I think I agree. Uh, moving on to mine. I Mine is not revolutionary or that thought provoking because I think it's just a very clear Tom Brady face cliff situation. Um, Keenan <laughs> Allen, wide receiver for the, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He's just getting way too long in the tooth. Um, too many injuries. He's, he makes plays when he's there. And so people may still, you may be able to still get something for him. So I'd, I'd be dealing Keenan Allen. Yeah. I guess the question is, um, what are you willing to, to give him up for? I bet you could get a second round pick for him. And I think we, we said this last year about Brandon cooks. I said when he re when he resigned with Houston, I was like, get out. I was like, I don't want him tied to Davis mills for any period of time. And I said, I would trade him for a second round pick. Um, I had a lot of people disagree with me on that. And then he just had this horrific season and now you can't get anything for him, you know? And so that could happen with Keenan Allen. Maybe you get a second round pick for him right now. And it's like, yeah, but he could put out a wide receiver one season or he could get hurt again. Like he keeps (laughs) doing, I mean, those hamstrings. Yeah. I, I, I see, I see him missing games much like we see with Julio Jones. So I agree with you. on Okay. That. Who's yours, Steven? Mine, uh, mine's kind of like yours. It's a, it's a cliff situation and this is kind of a get whatever you can for him situation, but I'm looking to sell Leonard Fournette. Okay. Uh, we are pretty positive. Tom Brady's out in Tampa and so much of Fournette's value was tied to Tom Brady and the dump offs, just the constant dump offs. He had 73 receptions this season in 16 games. Last season, he had 69 receptions. He was a top five running back in receptions the last couple seasons. That's going to go away. Um, and he was horribly inefficient this year, too. I know that's not all on him. The Tampa Bay offense and the offensive line just didn't play that well. But he was at 3.5 yards per carry this year. Um, and I just think no matter where he goes, there's not a situation where he's going to, I think, return all that much value. I think wherever... we're wherever he plays. I don't know. I actually, I assumed he was still with Tampa when I did this, but I actually forgot to look up that one, but um, <laughs> no situation is going to be like it's been with Keenan Allen. No, he's no, he's actually still under contract this next year. So he's going to be in Tampa. Um, no, thanks. I don't need, <laughs> I don't want a, especially, especially with uh, Rashad white there as well, taking away more touches. So I would take whatever I could get for Fournette. Um, you might still be able to get a second round pick for him, even like a late second round pick. So that's a move I'd be, I'd really be pushing hard to get rid of him. All right. Love it, man. Okay. We're going to move on to our, uh, Debbie rookie watch section here. And we actually have waiting in the green room, Andrew Teuscher. So let's get him on and, uh, we'll keep talking. We'll preview these rookie running backs. You guys ready for that? Let's do it. Let's do it. There he is. How's it going, Andrew? Good. Sorry, I forgot I had to like re-download Chrome and everything. It's a whole thing. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm a little disappointed. You're you're competing with me for best backdrop, and I'm not. <laughs> it's a pretty door. <laughs> I'm a. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of you just if you just take some of your video game covers and just smash them onto that door, it looks like a background. See, I guys, I seriously want to do like a. MTV crib style walk through <laughs> Jesse and Casey's studio. 
Because when Jesse first showed me his, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is well, my, my favorite MTV Cribs moment. I just got to throw this out there. Andrew's too young to know who this Method Man and Red Man, Definitely. Method Man and Red Man mm-hmm. are. But uh, they went through Red Man's house one time and uh, he just had a shoebox on top of the fridge with cash pouring out of it. <laughs> and it was like this bit, like a big pile of cash on top of the fridge. And he's like, this is pizza money. And then he walks by and there's just some guy like laying on the couch. And he's like, I don't know who that guy is. And that was the, <laughs> you guys, if you've never seen red man's cribs, you got to watch that episode for sure. It's, it's amazing. No, it's exactly how I pictured it would be. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, we were going to talk some rookies here. Are you ready to jump into it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And also, you you have some news about the Dynasty League, Jesse, that we t- we were going to bring up. Yeah, I think. I think it's official, Andrew. I think your invitation is in the mail to join the Dynasty League. What it, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm finally in. I got my uh, I got AJ as a co-manager because <laughs> this is a big deal. I want to make sure I get this done right. We might see some big moves made. Uh, Justin Jefferson is on the team and could see the trade block soon. So get your bidding paddles ready. There you go, man. That number, <laughs> probably a, one of the number one asset, like highest assets to have in Dynasty. That guy is unbelievable. So, you've got some guys. I was surprised to see Jesse. I don't know if you saw. It. We now have two teams in our Dynasty League with a Colts logo mm. for their sleeper avatar, and that that has got to be rare, right? <laughs> one out of twelve people, or two out of twelve to have a Colts uh, logo, it's, unless it's uh, sponsored in Indiana. You know, then then. <laughs> Maybe you get more of that, but yeah, out here, I think it's a little crazy. All right. Well, I'm going to jump into running backs today, Andrew. And then I think the idea is uh, I'm going to kind of just give an overview and then we can go one by one and you can ask questions. You can add in with, with anything you have to add to these guys. Um, So trying to come up with my top 10, I also wanted to put in kind of some tiers. Steven did a great job last week of asking me about, you know, past quarterbacks taken and, and, how I like them in relation to others. So I tried to kind of do a little bit of pre-work and um, put those tiers in beforehand. So I will say that this running back class, I would give it an A. I, th- I think this is one of the best positional classes that I've evaluated. Um, I think that Bijan Robinson, the Texas running back, is a generational talent. And I think Jameer Gibbs, the Alabama running back isn't very far behind him because of his receiving abilities. So I think those two are in the elite take number one, take number two tier. I think those are your first two picks. Um, I like both those guys more than Brees Hall, more than Kenneth Walker, more than Damian Pierce. Um, at three and four, I have Sean Tucker from Syracuse and Zach Evans from Ole Miss. I think that those guys could be kind of swapped. I've seen Zach Evans at three. I'm open to any of that. I like both those guys more than James Cook, more than Tyler Algier. Five, six, and seven would be my next tier. These guys, again, I could see in kind of any order, but I have Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, uh, Devin A. Chain from Texas A&M, Kendra Miller from TCU. And then the final tier, eight, nine, 10 here. Um, I like these guys maybe a little less than like Rashad White or Zamir White last year, which Zamir White didn't do much, but just trying to give perspective. Deuce Vaughn, who I actually think could be a really great NFL player, um, really tiny running back. Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota, who we've talked about on the pod before. And then at 10, I was having a hard time, so I got a couple guys here. Chase Brown from Illinois, uh, Tajay Spears from Tulane, or Tank Bigsby from Auburn. All those guys are possible. And um, 
I like all of these guys, everyone I've mentioned more than I liked Isaiah Spiller last year, more than I liked Brian Robinson last year, and more than I liked Tyrion Davis Price last year. So that's why I think this is an A class. Um, we can kick it off with Bijan Robinson. Andrew, what do you think about Bijan? Well, I think I need a towel or something to wipe me down after I get done talking about Bijan. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know what else is to be said. Everyone's going to hear it all off season, every post, every analyst isn't going to really say anything new. He's just, he's built different and he, he makes up everything of that, that phrase. It's, he really is like the next coming of Saquon. Um, so Steve and I were talking, um, actually we both think at least profile wise we actually put Brees hall right up there with Bijan though so that's kind of where i start to disagree with you in terms of just like running back prospect profile um but yeah Bijan is just he's different man everything about him there's nothing he doesn't do well well and i if i can jump in andrew uh i did a lot more watched a lot more tape this week uh since we spoke andrew and here's what i will say is if you look at their profiles, I do think Brees Hall, if you're just looking at numbers, this is why you can't just look at numbers. This is, again, why we have Jesse. <laughs> but be, uh, Brees Hall does profile better. Higher dominator rating, like an uh, insane dominator rating compared to Bijan. Um, everything else is very similar, but if you do watch the film, the amount of space Bijan can create in like the tiniest little area is just insane to me. It does remind me of Ladanian Tomlinson. He just does this little jump cut where it looks like there's literally nothing there. Um, I have in the Dynasty Guide a highlight saved where you look at the play and you're like, he just disappears into massive bodies and then pops out of it. You know, like how do you even see those kind of holes? So I think his vision and his footwork are they do seem kind of generational. So I think I think Jesse. We'll, we'll see. I, I still really like Brees Hall, but I think Jesse could be onto something as far as just that that untouchable, that kind of unquantifiable thing that Bijan can do. Well, and don't forget, Stephen, that when you watched Brees Hall tape last year, I don't think we were recording at the time, but you were, I think there was something about him running in, in mud or something like, like he, he, no, 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 that was CJ. It was CJ. I know. I remember saying that. Don't, I don't want people thinking I said that about Brees Hall. Well, I, I no, do but, think that that's that's the thing that stands out to me is the finishing ability, like the 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 ability to hit a home run. I think that that mm-hmm. that's where both Bijan and Jameer Gibbs have have that over Brees Hall. Now, very close to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, I actually prior to the combine where Brees Hall ran much faster than we thought he would. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker was my guy. That was my guy all along because he would just same thing. He he could break off these home runs. And I liked that about him. But um, yeah, I think that those, the, for me, that speed to separate. So we'll have to see at the combine what these guys run, obviously. But I'm very excited about um, these two running backs. Jameer Gibbs, if we move on to number two, I think the thing I'm most excited about, he led his team in receptions, um, caught a ton of balls for Alabama. It's not normally how they use their running backs, right? Just if we go years and years of data, uh, usually it's these big, bruising, pounding running backs. So they used them in a lot of different ways. And um, I think he's he's very young still, got a lot of tread on the tires, and he's explosive. What do you think about uh, Jameer Gibbs, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, my the first like encounter I had with Gibbs, because I'm not as uh, college savvy as you, is I was sitting with my friends 
uh, in, a, in a driveway watching, I think, the Texas-Bama game or, or just a Bama game in general. And we're playing, a, and I was kind of paying attention, playing a classic Midwest game called Stumps, where you literally like take a nail, put it in a stump, then you throw up a hammer, catch it, and hammer it in. Uh, I don't think most Midwest people do that, but we are degenerate enough to do that. But I was like kind of half paying attention. And I see this dude make this awesome catch in the back of the end zone, uh, like just snatch the ball out of the air. I'm like, oh, Alabama's got good receivers again. Like, that's just not fair. And then I look, I'm like, wait, I've heard that guy before. This Gibbs guy, he's a running back. And mm-hmm. he just, he looks like a wide receiver out there. If you're talking finishing speed, like he, that's the one thing he has on Bijan. That dude's going to run Brees Hall four threes. Um, it's yeah, that, that's his big thing is speed catchability, breaking huge plays. So that's what he's got on Bijan at least. Yep. I agree. I, Andrew, I kind of had a similar thing. Like I've not been shy about saying on this podcast that I don't watch a ton of college football. Like I, I call Jesse at the end of the season and I go, it's time. Like it's dump time. on me. <laughs> Who should I? Oh. Yeah. But I would, I paid a little more attention the last couple of years. Um, but I remember we went to that. Uh, in October, we went to the Tampa um, Chiefs game down in Tampa. And on Saturday, we were just sitting around the, the the Airbnb watching TV. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the Arkansas-Alabama game. And I see this running back number – was he number four, Jesse? I think he's number one. Right? Oh, no, he's number one. That's right. T- take this, like, just this handoff and then just one cut and gone. Like, the speed is the thing that – really stood out to me is he does seem to have that. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up like Naheem Hines type 40 time numbers. Cause he just looks that fast. Um, I don't know that I would agree just on his profile that I would have him above like a Brees hall. Um, but I do think he's going to be an electric playmaker. And if he goes to the right system where they use him as a receiver, cause to your point, he had 40 receptions in college last season, which is insane. He ranked fourth among all running backs in receptions. Um, if, if he gets to put in the right system, a team that could use him like we've seen Alvin Kamara get used, watch I'm out. I'm with you there, Steve, on the putting him, putting Brees Hall a, st- a step ahead of him. Not quite there. Well, I do want to, I do want to preface one thing because I, I might have not explained this very well, but this is, this is where I like them in relation to Hall coming out. So if you're, if you're, if you're going to say, well, I've seen a year of rookie tape and they're really good and everything, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of it is like, where did I like Hall last year? Where, I've seen these two guys go in the first round in a lot of mocks. And where was Brees Hall taken? Almost the first, like the fourth pick, I think. Yeah, the second so round. I think um, that if you're going by draft capital, they both they both might be selected before Hall was. You know, I don't know how much of a big difference that makes, but that's more what I'm looking at is is it, as evaluating Hall coming out versus like like I don't know if I would take if somebody wanted to trade me Brees Hall for Jameer Gibbs. I don't know if I would do that. But, you know, that's 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 what yeah. I'm getting at is, is evaluating these guys. So I think for me, I think Brees just he modeled more as like an every down back that doesn't come off the field. And I think Jameer gives a little more James Cook to me as far as like he's a little bit undersized, not not small by any means, but he's not as big as Brees. I don't see him uh, de- commanding as many. I'm afraid he's going to pull a DeAndre season. Swift and like disappear on off the field for like 50% of snaps for no good reason and just have to break huge yeah. runs. I mean, yeah. I will say that the only other thing that is important to note with Jameer Gibbs is he was a total bell cow at Georgia Tech um, before he went to Alabama. And I think, 
I almost wonder if it was like taking him a little while to figure out the system or something at Alabama um, because they were mm-hmm. using him so much in the receiving game and not as a running back initially. So maybe it was, maybe it was something like that, but um, he really at, at Georgia tech, they had nothing else. They, they were a terrible yeah. team and everything had to revolve through him. And it was a little more like Casey, uh, Casey, what was your, do you remember your evaluation of, um, Oh God, now I'm drawing a blank again that, but the kid from Rutgers that's playing for the chiefs now. Yeah. What, do you remember, what was your evaluation coming out? Uh, so he was a, just a, a really fast guy who ran into people <laughs> aggressively. That was my well, I analysis. Think, I remember you saying, I don't even, I remember if it was the pod or when we were pre-recording, but you were talking about how they, the blocking was terrible. So, oh, so yeah, it, was it was just, God-off. this guy was having to shake off two or three guys to get anything. And I think that's, he was trying to help the block. Yeah, exactly. Jesse, by running into <laughs> the, the, the pile. But I think, you know, Jameer Gibbs, Georgia tech years, it's, he didn't put up like crazy stats or anything, but that's why. I mean, he was just, it was, it was him versus three guys each play. So um, just something else to consider there. All right, moving on. uh, We'll we'll do maybe like three more guys here. Sean Tucker and Zach Evans are generally the next two guys you see. Do you, do you have one that you like more than the other, um, Andrew? Well, so I'm going to try to convince you here in a little bit why Zach Charbonnet should be in this three, this three spot. But personally, I like, I like Sean Tucker a little bit more. He just is more versatile. I can see him getting that passing work, which he got a ton more in college. He seems a little undersized to get the three down work, but I think if he goes to the right team, who's really desperate. I think Tucker really could snag that three down role, but it's the receiving work that draws me more to Tucker. There's definitely huge upside with both guys though. Yeah. I think the Zach Evans thing is really interesting to me because he was the number one running back in that recruiting class he was the highest player ever to be signed by TCU at the time. And everybody was expecting him to, you know, take TCU to the national championship. He transfers away from TCU and then TCU goes to the national championship. It was, it was kind of like a weird, kind of a strange turn of events. And, you know, he had four touchdowns as a freshman, five touchdowns as a sophomore at TCU. It just, it wasn't like he just didn't set the world on fire quite like, um, and then Quinshawn Judkins, who's a true freshman at Ole Miss was the best running back on Ole Miss this last season. So he wasn't as good as a great man. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't as good as a true freshman running back at Ole Miss. So I have like some doubts about Zach Evans, but he's one of those eye test guys. He's six foot two fifteen, and I bet he runs real fast. So it's going to be one of those things I'm, I'm interested. I don't, Steve won't let me use his PFF account, you know, so I don't ever know. What these guys' <laughs> grades are? Um, I thought I, it's like it's like this. I mean, I mean, I bought you your own login. What do you? I, I got it on that one. Well, I mean, yeah, we all, yeah, we don't share. So I don't know. We, we all buy our own. Um, I'll be interested yeah. to see how each of these guys kind of graded out. You know, because that was where Damian Pierce really popped, even though he didn't have, uh, you know, quite as many yards as a senior or as a uh, his final season at Florida. It was like, but he graded out so well. I'd, I'd be interested to see because Sean Tucker is the guy that seemed to really carry his team more. Like he made Syracuse. He was the impact guy for Syracuse that was making their team better. And then Zach Evans, just he seemed like the guy that would come in when Quinshawn Judkins, a true freshman running back, was tired. So it's like, 
I, which one would you like, you know, but Zach Evans is by far the, uh, the, the bigger recruit, you know, more stars, highly profiled, everything else. And then Andrew, I do want I want to hear about Zach Charbonnet though, because I actually really like Charbonnet. I liked Charbonnet last year and, and Charbonnet last year was our, uh, he was probably our highest graded guy that went back, you know, and we've had, we've had conversations about that with a couple players this year, but I thought he was coming out last year and he ended up going back to UCLA and having a huge year. So what do you, what do you like about Charbonnet? Yeah, with Charbonnet, and if you're talking PFF grades, actually Charbonnet was graded well above both the other two guys as someone who happens to have that little sneak password into Steve's account, or I mean, I buy my own. And <laughs> uh, he, so he grades out. I, I don't remember which number he was, um, but he ranks at a, a was a 91. I just lost him on my sheet. Yeah, 91.5 grade. Well, if I could, if I could jump in real quick, Andrew, Jesse, the, uh, fantasy guys dynasty guide which you have been a contributor and actually all the write-ups are yours jesse the pff grade is right there on mm. the player uh yeah. so if you would you know use you the website use the dynasty guide that you help Company create <laughs> the pff grade is right there but go ahead shameless andrew. plug andrew shameless <laughs> plug yeah this little this little thing i'm looking at uh, this little pop-up i have beautifully on the fantasy guides websites telling me all this he's uh but just the film itself man like he just looks like an old style running back, big dude, six one. This is a big old boy who's just gonna he, with soft hands too, and that's my favorite kind of running back. I mean, I not making the comparison at all, but he has these like massive thigh pads. I noticed, and his thighs are already huge. He kind of looks like when he gets his legs <laughs> churning and chopping, he kind of looks like an old style Earl Campbell with those bright blue pants at times that UCLA wears. Yes. Oh, I there you go. He is, yeah. he, but, Talk slower. He just he just moved up on my board. <laughs> Hold on, this guy doesn't know who Earl isn't. He's twenty something years old. Where nah, does he found he film of Earl He definitely he looked it up. Also, Hold on. Speaking of Andrew, too, um, he was talking about playing stumps. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, but you profile more as a beer pong guy than a stumps player. I would, <laughs> I would anticipate the number of wax it would take to get that nail in was pretty is, high. Is it because, is it because <laughs> you saw me in the the giant Jonathan Taylor jersey? I didn't fit in. As yes, well. <laughs> that is exactly what it was. <laughs> it was yep. Well, I uh, <laughs> something to do with it. <laughs> I would argue he profiles as an underage drinker. This is me talking. But... <laughs> I need to get my ID out. <laughs> oh, uh, well uh, you know what i'll say about charbonnet i i i don't know what you guys thought of this comparison but i kind of reminds me a little bit of james connor yeah um not quite as big as james connor not he doesn't look fast to me he looks more powerful like more of a power back but like good hands like a decent receiving back so i kind of see a little bit of james connor when i look at his yeah that, I, think- I mean that's that system has developed like some bit some good running backs have come out of chip kelly systems um in the past we could probably look up some of those as well the, some of the bigger guys that he had his first few years at oregon when he's offensive coordinator still but yeah my i mean my write-up on him he stayed at ucla an extra season and made the most of it by having a huge year for the bruins he led them to a great season showcasing all the tools of great nfl running back his unique ability to run with power, but also break big runs could make him a steal. So I, I, I really like yeah. him. So I like that, that when the PFF starts matching with my eye test, those are guys that, that tend to slide up the board. So, Well, Jesse, actually, could he profile a little bit like Tyler Algier? Mm, I, I actually, I like your first idea better. I think I like the James Conner thing. 
Okay, Case, will you cut that part where I said uh, <laughs> just stick with the first one? You know, I comped him with James. Mm-hmm. I comped one. him to uh, Antonio Gibson just as like the really long but powerful, the kind of like in well built, uh, lankier guy with good hands. That's what I immediately jumped off the page. I don't know if it's because he's also number twenty four, but that one jumped off to me. Gotcha. I do that all the time. They're like the same number. And then I just go back to, you know, that's, I'm guilty of that almost every time. The, uh, the B. Well, John Robinson and, uh, and the, the guy, the kid from TCU, Ladanian Tomlinson's, cause they were both, they, they were both, both five. five. Right? I just, I can't help it. You yeah. know? <laughs> well, and I, I can't do this. Listen, Bo Jackson has not played football in a while, but when I see Sean Tucker and I see number 34, I can't help but go to Bo Jackson immediately, and then I quickly realize it's not Bo Jackson. But I, they both I, have that sprinter I speed. Agree with you, John Tucker ran uh, track yeah. at, the, at Syracuse. Dude, I was look. What's the status on Tucker's uh, face mask, Sean? Sean Tucker? I gotta look into this. Oh, he's he's a good looking guy. He wears a visor. He does. He does. He has the old school oh, helmet though. He, does he doesn't it right. have one of the. He has like the air helmet, like the older older style. Mm. Um. Okay. I'm going to have to take a look. Uh, I will agree with you, though, Jesse. I, fu- I felt like I think you said this, but Zach Evans, to me, looks he jumps off a little bit more than the other two. When I watch him, like he just looks really good. Like he he looks physical. He looks quick. Um, he looks like he's angry yeah. when he runs. I, I don't know. He jumps out a little bit to me. When yeah. I watch and and he might go. He might be the third running back taken. I think there's actually a pretty good chance that that happens, but you know, my, my thing, and I think I even put this into the write-up is it's just, it's a play on potential more than production. Just, I I would have liked to have seen him make more of an impact on, on his team. And, and so that's why I tend to lean towards these guys like, and, and Sean Tucker, I got them right next to each other. So I could be convinced either way, depending on where they go and everything else. But um, you know, I like the guys that really make an impact for their team. All right, Andrew, uh, yep. what, you got any other one, any of those other ones you want me to touch on here? A-Chain, Kendra Miller, Deuce Vaughn, any, which, yeah. which would be your next favorite? Uh, well, first I'm going to lead off with like, yeah, as we're talking and, and we're matching the Jesse I test, I'm really excited to eventually bring my numbers into this because I told I talked to Steve, I was texting him like, I want to be the numbers pain in the butt to Jesse's eye test thing and see where this all leads to. And it'll <laughs> lead to everyone else being, uh, getting the best out of this, but the guy I want to talk about most is because I think he's the most fun to watch is uh, is A-Chain, uh, the, okay. the A&M guy. He just, I mean, the first thing I wrote down whenever I was writing up my thoughts is he glides. Like yep. he's just different. He's he's really small, but he just flies along the field. Great receiving back. Uh, he's He just looks different on the field. And then when you add in the fact that his name is Devin A-Chain. It's so cool. I, I, it's very cool. I he just seems no. I'm watching his highlights right now, and yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Andrew. He is. He doesn't get touched. No. <laughs> and I highlights. think he's underrated between the tackles too. But that's just me. Yeah, my my favorite Devin A. Chain story was I was listening to a different podcast, and I think it was uh, Nate Tice is the guy's name, and he he's an NFL analyst, a scout, all sorts of stuff. Um, I think his was it his dad that coached in the NFL for a bajillion years. Tice, Coach Tice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. He was watching film on Isaiah Spiller and as he finished the film with Isaiah Spiller, he was like, I'm no longer interested in this guy that looks like he's running (laughs) through mud. 
He didn't use those words. Those were Steven's words. Yeah. And, and he was, but he was instant, instantly intrigued by this a chain player. So it was, you know, he logged in to, to watch one running back and then ended up really impressed with another one. And sometimes those are the stories where you find, find a diamond in the rough, you know? And I, I, I was trying to think, it's so funny that you said the word like smooth. Was it the word smooth that you glide. used? Glide. Yeah. Oh, it's glide. Glide. I was, I was trying to think of who is, who's the guy that just glided the most. And the, the player I thought of was Jamal Charles. That's the guy that I thought mm, of. He just, like just that. glides when he runs it. It never looked like mm-hmm. Jamal Charles was like running that hard. And he was one of the fastest running backs in the NFL during his time in the NFL. So I think a chain kind of reminds me of him. He's a little bit smaller. Um, and I think he'll get like return game work and third down work right away. And yeah, in the right system, if they use him between the tackles, I think he's, he's, I think Andrew's exactly right on. I think that he's, he's better than you'd think at a five, five, nine, one eighty five. Um, but that is a smaller running back, but yeah, I think he's explosive. Um, Texas A&M was kind of terrible this year, but it was not his fault. I, I watched a lot, a lot of Texas A&M games and he was, he can, was continually the bright spot for that team. So I do like A-Chain as well. I think he's right there. In the, well, same, I count same the, seven yards per attempt yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, for being the only weapon, like you're saying, and playing on a bad team, getting seven yards per carry is pretty legit. Yeah. I copped him over to Aaron Jones, just the small guy, better between the tackles than you'd think and just flies. Actually, Aaron Jones is a glider too. That's actually a really good one, Andrew. I like that. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, where did was Aaron Jones like Western Michigan or something? Where did Aaron Jones play at? No, no, no. We talked about this. I remember I got it right. It was uh, El Paso, right? UTEP, really? Yeah, Man. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, because he always has that sombrero. Oh yeah, I, I assume that's mm-hmm. why. Because yeah. he played. I remember, there. it was a smaller school. <laughs> gotta be why if you're asking me who my uh you know uh my flyer is my sleeper pick your the, guilty running pleasure back, yeah my 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 truther at the towards the end later in this in this list to jay spears from from tulane is a really interesting player mm-hmm. um if you watch go watch the cotton bowl because it's it was an amazing game you can watch highlights of the cotton bowl and i think he went for over 200 yards rushing against usc you know, and he's playing for Tulane. There's no way that Tulane has the type of offensive line that should be pushing USC around. So just how well he played in that game was really eye-opening to me. I, I was I was kind of expecting them to get blown out, honestly. And I just think that he's kind of a cheat code running back later in the draft that you can pick up that um, could really make a difference. And then this Deuce Vaughn experience could be really interesting because it's, it's literally – how many of you guys won leagues because you were playing with that little tiny running back out of Kansas State? Darren Sproles. Yeah, that, that Darren Sproles that just played well, for years and years. There is one thing that I'll, I'll tell you, Jesse, is I feel like our memory of Darren Sproles, we thought he was like this RB1 constantly. But I don't think he finished too many seasons as an RB1. I think it was like so one year. <laughs> one year he was an RB1. Yeah. So I, I always look at that type of profile and go, he's really exciting to watch. And you remember those super exciting plays. But, you know, his if his ceiling's an RB2, usually pushes him down. The well, board. for sure. But we're, we're at this point, we're into the uh, second, third round of a dynasty rookie draft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these, these are the guys <laughs> that we're looking that could, uh, you know, surprise you as a third down guy surprise you as a return man start getting more playing time than you thought they would so 
He's going to get the Wandale Robinson treatment from me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying I really like him. However, you're going to hear a lot of that. <laughs> All right, guys, anybody else you want to throw in? Well, Jesse, do you want to, we could, we could hold off to some of these other guys and talk about them at a later time. I know we're getting kind of late in this podcast, but we could probably t- touch on some of these other running backs uh, on a later podcast date too. Yeah, totally up to you. Um, you know, just, I, I can even go rapid fire. Muhammad, I, yeah, why don't you do, do a little rapid fire on some of right. these guys and then next week we can talk about some wide cool. receivers. So Muhammad Ibrahim, um, he just rushed for a bajillion yards at Minnesota, was extremely productive. He is very old for a, a dynasty running back, so he's going to slide down boards. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find a guy more productive. Um, Chase Brown from Illinois is in the same boat. A little bit older, uh, you know, higher breakout age, which is not something we generally like but extremely productive, led the nation in rushing for Illinois, uh, helped them to have a really great season. So, and then Tank Bigsby, man, it's kind of almost sad to see him down listed with these other guys, because at one point he would have been up in the tier of the A-chains, the Charbonnets, all of those things. Um, He was, he was, and, and maybe he bounces back. Maybe he runs really well. He had a terrible season for a terrible team. And uh, just it really hurt his stock, his the Auburn's year. So, but he at one time, everybody really loved him. Uh, Kendra Miller, he has an Axiom helmet. So, <laughs> oh, I get him off the list. I Throw don't have out. that. I don't have that listed in my guide. I'm not making <laughs> it. Up. He's the only one, though. Only one we've talked about so far. But you know, you know, you know Jesse. As we're talking through these, I realize for. Uh, is it Ty? How do we say? Is it Tajay Spears? Tajay? It's hard. It's a I think cool it's spelling. Tajay. It's like Tajay. Uh, we, do, we don't have a profile for him, so we're going to need to get mm-hmm. on that ASAP oh, tomorrow. I, I, real quick, I know we're trying to rapid fire, but Tank Bigsby, um, is he a really big running back or a really small one? I'm just, <laughs> is it ironic? I, is it ironic or is it true to word? I, Six I have foot concerns. two or four. But he's skinny. But he's skinny. But he's skinny. He needs to be huge. Uh, he's average. <laughs> uh, he's he's, he's no. a pretty big guy. He's he doesn't look skinny. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, like <laughs> not like me skinny, but like <laughs> NFL players skinny. No, that 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 would be that that metric bar wouldn't even like there'd be no color to it. <laughs> oh. No, Andrew, I'm just giving you because that you're me. You're me yeah. ten years ago. <laughs> That's. I, it's a life. Yeah, I've got pictures. There's pictures of me and Jesse when I was in college, and uh, we. I tried too- to get him to eat. I was to be like, fair. eat something, man. <laughs> yeah, my youth jerseys look. Well, we we're Jesse. We we're in we we're in England, and the food there is mm. not. I don't think as far as world cuisine goes. I don't <laughs> no, think rank that bangers high. and mash. There ain't, ain't much going on there, but yeah, Ke- Kendra Mil- Back to Kendra Miller. Uh, <laughs> no, besides the Axiom helmet, he he really burst onto the scene this season. Um, and he has kind of all the tools. He could be another guy that's very exciting. So I really don't remember, you know, and again, just the overall thing of, of this, I think is, as I just don't remember being this excited, this far down the running back list last season, you know, there, there, there yeah. weren't guys this far down that I was like, man, these guys are all still really good. So it, it's a very deep class. Um, couple other guys, Travis die from USC. He had a knee injury, but I think he's very intriguing. Eric Gray is a smaller running back. If he got into the right system from Oklahoma, he could be really good. Um, was a bright spot on a bad team. Dwayne McBride from UAB, you know, small school in Go the Dragons. top. 
Yeah, I think he was in the top five in the nation in rushing. So huge, huge production this year. I've seen him pretty really? high on lists before. So he grades really high. Before you move, before you move on from Dwayne, I I was watching highlights of him, and he's got some highlights. He's a big yeah. dude. Like, I mean, he's not huge. He's like, but he's like, he's stocky. Mm-hmm. He's five eleven, two fifteen. And there's there's a highlight I have that I put in the Dynasty Guide where he running to the sideline and there's just a mass of bodies and he just runs through all of them and doesn't go out of bounds and just scores. He, he kind of looks like that. Um, the Florida guy from last year, a little bit reminds okay. me of him. Um, Pierce. the slasher, Damian, Pierce. Damian Pierce, just, well, just the physicality, okay. you know, that's kind of what like jumps out to me when I see him. And yeah, to your point, 1700 rushing yards. Last yeah. Year. And I, and I mean, guys yeah, were way down the list and still excited about guys. Yeah. I, I mean, last year I remember being like, well, I like Hall and Walker and I don't know what else is going to happen. I yeah. mean, James Cook, I was excited about Algier. I liked, but then it was kind of like, I don't know, are these guys going to pan out? And uh, yeah, so it, it's an exciting draft class. I, I would give it an A. I don't give that lightly. Um, I think it's going to be a really good running back class. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, that was great. I think tune in next week. We'll continue to talk about this stuff. We'll get into wide receivers. Like Steven said, um, just to peel back the curtain a little bit. I, I think that this receiver class is not quite as good as last year's class. Um, but there are some big names at the top that I think are worth monitoring. And, uh, if you're a first timer, make sure you check out our other podcasts. Again, we're just going to do one a week, kind of ending this out. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us all on Instagram. Steven is at fantasy guides. Casey's at NFL cover zero. I'm at Debbie Rookie Watch and Andrew, what's your tag? I talk fake football. All right. I love it. For Steven, Casey, Andrew, myself, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend. You can also vi- visit Underdog Fantasy or download the app and sign up with promo code GuideDog, and that also helps out the podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks for joining us, guys. Peace. Uh-huh.